for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Virginia Sweet. How's it going today, guys? We're doing well. Excellent. Excited to have you on the podcast, chat a little bit. We won't chat about weather the entire time, but it seems to be a very uh, common thread right now, given the current state of what the country's going through. Oh, yeah. But um, so you guys are based out of, you're up in uh, Minneapolis. A long way away from me, but still, I feel like we're we're going through the same stuff to a certain degree. Um, I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you a little bit, talk a little music, uh, the band Virginia Sweet, which you guys got going on, and all that fun stuff. So uh, before we jump into the tour, the music, all that, uh, what's kind of the origin story of Virginia Sweet? Uh, Virginia Sweet started as kind of like a side project. Um, when COVID ended up hitting, uh, things kind of slowed down and, uh, just kind of poked around and, uh, the guitarist Jason Jump actually got called down to Nashville for, to help out with another band that we had done a tour with. Um, and he was playing some of the stuff that we had worked on and, uh, kind of sound engineer was like, Hey, that's what you should be recording. Um, and so we did. And so that's what we did. Uh, we kind of took that, that piece of it and ran with it and, uh, the rest was kind of history. Awesome, awesome. And you guys are uh, kind of a southern rock band. Is that a fair way to? Yeah, it's like uh, the Allman Brothers meets Pearl Jam. It's kind of like a, a modern twist to to southern rock. Gotcha, gotcha. And so when you guys you you started playing together at the beginning of the pandemic, kind or right around that area. Uh, so we were playing together um, the whole year before, actually. Okay. Um, and then, uh, coming around for the new year, then we were kind of prepping to go to like South by Southwest. And then that's okay. when we got the actual news that everything was shut down. Gotcha. Um, I remember being at guitar center and the phone was going wild. Just people saying, Hey, what's going on <laughs> yeah. with the tour? I just heard CNN financial ended up announcing it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it, as, as with everybody, it threw everybody for a whirlwind yeah. and, uh, you just kind of adapt and, uh, do what roll, you need to roll with it. I remember cause, uh, when South by Southwest 2020 got canceled, that was my first year in Texas, or that would have been my first year experiencing South by Southwest. And I had plans of having all these musicians come through because most of them, if they were flying in, they were flying into Dallas because it was cheaper. And to get to Austin, you have to come right through Waco or if they're no matter where they were traveling through, most of them went through Waco in some way, shape okay. or form. And I was just like, hey, come through. Let's do a podcast. Let's do a jam session. Let's, you know, I was throwing out all these things. And so for like two weeks straight, I had like every day that I wasn't at work or every minute that I wasn't at work booked with something. And then they made the announcement that South by Southwest was canceled. That it's like one by one, they all started messaging me. Hey, yeah. we're not going to be there. We're not going to be there. You know, and it's just like... <sighs> that sucked it was yeah, rough the whole, the whole festival got canceled but there was definitely still 
um, like third party people that had events going on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they fought tooth and nail. Um, we didn't get like final word. Everything was canceled until, you know, a couple days before we would have needed to leave. Yeah. There, there's a lot of musicians that I know that were doing a lot of the unofficial South by Southwest stuff. Mm-hmm. And they knew the second South by got canceled. They're like, we're not even going to bother because it's either a matter of time before our event gets canceled or nobody's going to be there. So what's the point? Yeah. So, so are you guys uh, going, getting to do South by Southwest this year or next year, or is that kind of, uh, so we're actually in talks with uh, our management team right now. They're uh, looking at putting on a, again, kind of like a third party, Mm-hmm. Um, piece of it because um, I think South by Southwest is happening this year but it's mm-hmm. not full force Yeah. Um, from what I'm understanding and even that's still kind of up in the air um, so just, just talking with the, uh, the powers that, that be um, they're like we're still planning um, you know some artists and performers aren't really trying to confirm until 10 or 14 days before um, so it's, it's as with anything else right mm-hmm. now it's uh, planned but tentative yeah, man, that's that's rough to just plan anything with nothing but a bunch of maybes. Oh, yeah, right. that's, absolutely. That's rough. Um, and so you guys have been playing together for a while. And um, when you get when you started the when you started Virginia Suite, what was the original idea for the band? Um, honestly, just kind of having fun with it and uh, just taking whatever was thrown at us and just playing music um Mm. there really was nothing else to it other than let's just play whatever comes out and whatever anybody thinks doesn't matter we're just gonna play gotcha um and so we ended up getting a show in uh northern minnesota um no real songs were done there was some stuff that was thrown together but nothing that we were like yep we're gonna record this um, and then we did a, a three hour set up there and people were already asking where to buy the music. And nice. so that was kind of assigned to us. It was like, well, we should probably hone some of this in and, uh, get into the studio. Hey, that's awesome. At what point, so you mentioned a little bit ago that, uh, Virginia suite kind of started off as like a side project. At what point did you start to realize, oh, Hey, this isn't a side project anymore. It's kind of a real thing that we should be doing something with. Um, I think just kind of going with like the ebbs and flows of life, honestly. Um, the other project, uh, there was issues with practices and rehearsals and things like that. And uh, we ended up, uh, the biggest defining moment, I would say, is we kind of recorded the Virginia Sweet sound and then some songs that we were working on with the previous project and sent them side by side um, down to some people that we knew in Nashville and they just kind of hands down picked the Virginia Sweet sound. And that was when we were like, all right, this is, this is the way we need to go. Yeah. And the uh, other project that you were working on, what kind of a sound was that? Uh, it was more of a kind of like Motown classic rock. It was okay. like a funk rock. Um, uh, too much. Li- yeah. A little, <laughs> too little bit too things. much. Uh, a lot of, a lot of hip shaking dancing. Uh, gotcha. Rocking. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, before we kind of go any deeper into the whole Virginia suite, let, let's kind of take a second to let each of you um, kind of talk about your uh, own journeys into music, what got you started. And like, uh, just so people have names to the faces, kind of say yeah. your name. Want me to start? 
You have been. Might okay. as well keep it going. <laughs> uh, so I'm Jason Dove. Uh, I'm the vocalist and bassist for Virginia Sweet. Um, I've been dabbling in instruments, uh, mainly guitar, uh, most of my life. Um, started probably when I was 11 or 12 years old. Um, I went pretty hard on guitar. Um, I was playing for an unacceptable amount of hours a day. Um, and there's uh, no such thing as an unacceptable amount of hours. Oh, I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. And that's, uh, and that, that's kind of what it was. You know, I was the, the kid that kept bringing his guitar to school and everybody's like, why is this guy just lugging this thing around all the time? Um, and then, uh, Honestly, I had, I had kind of faded out for for a while. Um, just life, um, and then uh, moved moved out to California for a while, and then I kind of refound my passion there. Um, finally, picked up some equipment again, and I, I really started to move into kind of the acoustic uh, kind of singer songwriter type thing, and. Then life took me all over the country again, and uh, I ended up up here, and I was uh, doing a lot of guitar repair, actually. Um, that's how I ended up getting linked up with the guys that I know now, um, was I was fixing guitars, and then uh, ended up joining the the old project, uh, playing acoustic and then playing bass, and now here I am singing and playing bass for Virginia Sweet. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, Ricky, I played drums. And as far as to, I don't know, my backstory, I've been playing uh, music for almost, in some sense, playing an instrument for probably going on like 20 years or so. First started playing guitar, um, you know, picking up a bunch of stuff here and there. When I started playing drums, I kind of stopped playing everything else. Mm. Well, that's unnecessary. Um, and then... Uh, just, you know, a few bands through schooling and stuff like that. Um, it was, we, my whole family was in the military and stuff, so we moved around a lot. When we moved back up to Minnesota here, finished high school, um, and a few bands through that, played a lot of jazz through college. Um, then I was actually in a group with our guitarist, uh, Jason Jump. That was about 10, almost 11 years ago at this point in time. <laughs> And so we've been playing together for a real long time. Um, did some touring and stuff with him. Um, moved out to L.A. for a little bit. Um, doing the thing out there. Came back, and uh, here I am, I guess. <laughs> gotcha. So you're from uh, Minnesota originally? Uh, more or less. Born okay. here, moved around every three years, and then came back, finished high school, moved away again. Now I'm back again. Uh, it, it, I keep trying to leave, but they, it keeps getting me back somehow. Yeah, that's fair. I, that's very fair. And then, Jason, where are you from originally? Cause I'm you originally of... from Virginia. Okay. Gotcha. And then uh, Jason Jump, our guitarist, he's uh, from, uh, like, Eastern Shore, Maryland. Okay. And uh, he's done, uh, as Ricky said, he's he's been around the block with music, and uh, then the he's kind enough to say, hey, let's start Virginia Suite, and then here we are. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So it's uh, the three of you make up the band? Yep, Correct. just a three-piece. Okay. Awesome, awesome. And um, so 2021, you released an, your debut album, right? If yep. Spotify's not lying to me, which Spotify sometimes does do that to me. No, it's um, why would the internet lie? <laughs> eh, you know. Um, so uh, how long had you been working on that album? Um, honestly, a very short period of time. Um, 
overall the songs I would say from start to finish it was probably a seven month process mm -hmm. um, from the time that the songs didn't exist to the time that they were recorded and being mm -hmm. sent off to mixing and mastering gotcha gotcha and I called it an album it's an EP sorry some musicians bite my head off when Thank I say that no yeah. <laughs> it's so, music again yeah uh, so uh, it's not a single it's something <laughs> yeah for sure for sure so uh, the name of the album's uh, The Revival um, and you re when did you release it last year how long July 31st July 31st so it's been out for a good while um what, what's the uh, reception been like reception seems great honestly um we've gotten some amazing feedback um from some bigger names um in the industry um we're we're still in talks with them of uh what the next steps will be mm -hmm. um but uh even uh you know we've gotten a few different reviews that have happened um some one of them was actually a pretty in-depth review where they went song by song uh, kind of instrument for instrument and it was kind of like a lights out for them they're super pumped about it they can't wait to hear what's coming up next wow. and uh yeah it's a uh, overall it's it's been great um uh a couple one of the songs revival has uh like thirty nine thousand streams on spotify already um so so again for a, a project that has existed for not very long and for yeah. an album that hasn't been out for very long it's it's done well yeah for sure and like for it being your first album out there you know and in the middle of the pandemic none no less uh it's doing remarkably well and i really enjoyed listening to it as i was kind of prepping for everything um I, i've been uh obviously been working from home the last couple of days so it's just yeah. kind of like <laughs> all right i'm guess i'm gonna listen to music very loudly there you go so. Oh, definitely been enjoying it. Uh, let's talk about, uh, so there's five songs on the, the revival. Uh, why did, what kind of went into that song selection process when you were like, when you sat down to be like, okay, we're ready to do an album. Um, I think we, the, we, we had it. And it was our favorite. <laughs> yeah. I, I think know. it's the, the most forward uh, way to say it is that's uh, that's what we had at that time and there okay. was a demand for it. So we took what we had and gave it to people. Okay. Yeah. So you, you just had happened to have five songs and it was like, okay, cool. Five Which... that we were uh, in a position where we're like, Hey, there's solid lyrics behind it. Solid mm -hmm. composition. And we'll, uh, we'll put this out there and then keep working on new stuff. Gotcha. Um, that, and then... just, to, just to keep the wheels rolling. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and then did you uh, record it yourself or did you go to a studio or what, what was that kind of process like? So we, we definitely recorded it ourselves. Um, yep. Jump was on the road at the time, traveling back and forth between Nashville and here. And uh, Ricky and I just kind of went on our own accord and went and got a bunch of microphones and cables and mixers and everything we needed. And then, uh, yeah, we started the recording process. We did... Uh, all the engineering aspect of it ourselves. We did the pre-production um, and the post-production, and then we sent it off for final mixing yeah. um, and mastering. Nice. Do you, either of you have a recording background at all? Or, uh, or <laughs> I, I, I grew up uh, when I was like 13 or so. Mm -hmm. I think I had my first version of Pro Tools. Okay. Um, you know, just recording myself playing over backing tracks. Mm -hmm. um, but why not be extravagant about it and put a mic up to like a four by 10 cab and, you know, act like you're uh, 
your hot stuff. Yeah. So I got you. that's a, uh, so I have very basic stuff, but then yeah. Um, in the process of, you know, waiting for stuff to ship. Cause obviously COVID's happening. So everything took longer. Yeah. Um, Sign up for the free 30-day LinkedIn learning trial. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, uh, the first year we, wow, that's so weird to say, the first year we were in lockdown, uh, my boss had bought a year subscription to one of those uh, online class things where you just like, oh, hey, I want to learn how to make baked ziti. And they've got a class on how to do that. Okay. And I started just studying random things through work. He was like, here, we're all going to be home for a while. So take the link and have fun. And you, you, you go through and you just see all the random stuff people were wanting to learn how to do. And it's like, Oh, I'm glad I don't know who's doing what, because this would be <laughs> very weird. So, but uh, no, definitely uh, self-education is a good way to go. I, I definitely endorse that. So, mm-hmm. um, so the revival's been out six months, right? Okay, September, October. Yeah, six months, probably closer to seven months. Um, what, what's uh, what? Where are you guys kind of at creatively now? Are you working towards the next album, or what are your what are your thoughts there? Yep, we're plugging away. Um, we've got, uh, I'd say, probably another EP ready right now, but. Um... I think we're we're kind of waiting to see um, where these producers that we've been talking with want to go with it. Whether they're looking uh, to have uh, you know a couple singles that come out to go with a full length album, mm-hmm. um, and then keep those songs under production as we're working on those, um, or if we're just going to end up going with a chunk of songs and then say this is what we've got so far, and we're just going to get another EP or something like that done. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I think I think it's really just going to be based on where the industry advises us to go. Yeah. As far as management and everything. Yeah, I gotcha. And like just from my end, since you just announced a pretty sizable tour that you're doing later or next, I guess technically next month. Yeah. I, I was trying to, if, well, like March next month. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, like definitely having albums and stuff. Like just kind of seeing what I've seen you know, musicians that get out and play, they definitely benefit from having hard copy, whether it's EPLPs, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then musicians that don't get out and play that often, they definitely benefit from more of the singles streaming and all that stuff. So yeah. take that for what it's worth. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. um, it's an ever changing industry. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You know, and that that's always a conversation you have because it's like, I've, a lot of people have opinions about streaming. A lot of people have opinion. Uh, people have opinions about everything, mm-hmm. and we we won't go too deep into that. But um, <laughs> to me, to me, it's just kind of like it depends on what your situation is. Absolutely. Um, so you're 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 pretty much got an EP ready to record. Would that be another situation where you record it yourself, or would you go into a proper studio and um, record it there? I think you just see what comes up at the time, honestly. Um, we're trying to be as flexible as we can as far as with what presents itself. So, um, gotcha. It seems like the way to do it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've, we've got some options at this point. So I think it'll, uh, there'll be a lot of factors that are help that help decide, but, uh, nothing that's a, a concrete decision at this point. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, uh, how many, uh, you, you, or how many songs, 
you so you have enough for an ep but how many songs have you or how often do you write songs are you like just always kind of writing or um is it more of a selective process i think we try to write as much as we can as far as to what actually comes into a tangible product is um less than mm-hmm. but um just keeping the juices flowing and all that stuff we do a decent amount of jamming um just in our set and our show and stuff so that's probably about a good you know third of any given show just uh for lack of a better way to put it making up stuff on the spot <laughs> but <laughs> i got you um i don't know just having fun trying to write as much as we can and mm. seeing what we can come up with that makes sense for sure so when you're jamming is that where most of the writing gets done or will you do we, each of you have your own like writing process um i'd say we've safely been experimenting with all that too over okay. the past year just looking for the most um streamlined process mm-hmm. and obviously you want it to be streamlined and then you also want it to re- produce good results so you're kind of open to whatever seems to be working for the moment right yeah yeah things are probably if anything a little too flexible as far as a a, a process nothing's uh, scientific by any means but oh yeah um, all right when it comes to art can it really be that scientific like i mean everyone has a method yeah (laughs) that's that's true that's true so you know you, you you've got the next round of recordings ready to go so whenever that trigger gets pulled i know everybody will be really excited to hear it but the big news that i was really excited to see and it just kind of gives you that big tip of the hat to let you know like things are starting to come back is you announced a tour and it's a what is it over like two months or off and on yeah yeah it'll be uh it'll be spanning pretty much all of march and into the beginning of april and we've got a little break there, um, mm-hmm. uh, get some family time in, and then uh, we're, we're still currently on, currently working on adding more dates. Okay. Um, it would end up being to kind of finish out April there. Gotcha. And then, uh, then we'll take a bit of a break, and then we'll see what uh, later in the summer brings us. Awesome. I was going to ask if you were still in the process of trying to book some uh, dates, yeah. because I saw that big chunk, and I was like, okay, well, maybe that's a break. But then you came back, and it was like only a handful of shows and it's like well maybe they're still trying to add yeah. dates or something yeah we're so. still plugging away at it um just with travel situation it'll it'll all still make sense which is mm-hmm. uh, honestly the most important piece uh, you know financially all that good stuff um but uh yeah yeah um uh, our, our management team's great b squared management they're uh they're working on getting some more dates there um and then we might end up doing um a couple different showcases with mm-hmm. some people as well um because they do have a few artists that are kind of based out of texas mm-hmm. and so we'll end up seeing what we can uh do there we might end up kind of doing a small kind of shared tour um if it ends up working out yeah for sure when you guys get down to texas i i gotta kind of try and figure out what's closer to me san angelo or hutto but I, who knows maybe we'll get one in waco <laughs> yeah like i mean there's there's a pretty decent venues here. Like I just re- I just found out a couple months ago that there's a bar right down the street. They used to just do like singer songwriters and like open mic type stuff because they had a little like little baby stage in the in the their little back uh, 
porch patio place. And then my dad came down a couple months ago to visit. And we went over there because I hadn't been there in about a year. Um, and we walked in the back and they've got a whole big stage set up in the back to do like big music shows. And I'm like, you guys need to tell me when you're doing that thing, because <laughs> like, the, right. like they could easily fit a couple hundred people in there. Like okay. it's, yeah, it's pretty sizable because it's outside and they got a little taco truck and it's, nice. it's pretty wild. So, um, I, I can definitely get you that information when, uh, uh, if you guys want it so yeah yeah absolutely um but yeah no definitely getting out and touring is awesome is there any uh places on this tour list that you haven't been to before or is it all pretty much new to you uh as far as like playing like, there or visiting yeah like in, in playing there yeah uh, playing there uh yeah all of it would be new um we're we're just so fresh of a band anywhere that's most places are going to be our first time there. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have uh, a couple places um, that we've played in previous projects. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on our last tour last year, last summer, it was, uh, you know, like New York, um, uh, mainly Montauk. Um, and then we played uh, also in like uh, Bethany Beach area. Um, and then we'd done that one before, but then hitting a few new places like Farm Brew Live in uh, Virginia. Um, and then yeah, everything else down south is going to be a, a new experience, which is always great. Yeah, um, just because you never know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like just see like Tupelo, Mississippi. That's going to be an interesting show. Like, oh yeah, there's so many people that come out of Tupelo. It's wild. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, just kind of looking through the uh, rundown, like that whole East Coast run is going to be that. That's going to be a fun trip. Like it's just be killer. And if you're just into enjoying where you're at, just like driving oh, yeah. up, driving up <laughs> through the Carolinas and stuff, it's just like, all right, you can't get much better than that. Yeah. And then of course, Florida. So, but yeah. Uh, awesome. Awesome. And then, um, so kind of moving forward with the music, you got the tour coming up, you got the album out now, you've got a new album possibly on the way. Mm-hmm. Obviously you got plenty to be worried about. Um, what are the thoughts about an EP versus an LP? Obviously you'd mentioned that you've got another EP ready, but do you want to release a new album or, but because of where the industry is, you're kind of just waiting for the industry to decide. I, I think me personally, um, just with a couple people knowing a lot more than we do as Mm -hmm. far as where things will be six months from now. Mm -hmm. Um, getting an idea of what their perspective on how to approach the way the industry is kind of working now um you know there's there's people that are talking that the shift towards physical media is coming back but then there's all these people that are still just scared of it and scared of streaming (laughs) and then it's like well then where are you even getting your music yeah um so i i think it's I think it's up in the air, but I can mm-hmm. I can sort of see it going, uh, you know, doing a full length and then having, you know, maybe a single or two that come out mm-hmm. beforehand to lead up to the album. That seems to be pretty common nowadays of doing like two singles prior to an album. Yeah, I've seen I've seen two singles, three singles, like going back to the old school, three singles leading up to the album. Yeah. And then kind of you bring it up like how you're releasing your music i've seen like just from being at shows and like 
being around independent music all day. Um, it seems because obviously everything else is advancing so much. So like you get into a brand new car, they don't even have CD players anymore. Yep. So it, it's, it's getting to that point where it's like, I don't know too many people that have a CD player period. So you're kind of seeing on the independent level and just music in general, kind of reverting back even further, which is bringing on the rise of vinyl Mm-hmm. because it's like that cool nostalgic thing to do. Unfortunately, it's not cheap to press vinyl, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it's... They would just... lower their minimums. It would be a lot easier, but to do, a, to do a minimum run of like 100 vinyls here, yeah, you're that's a chunk of change. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't priced out vinyl in a little while, but when I go to a show and they're selling uh, like LP vinyls for like $35... It's I can only imagine what it's costing you, but yeah. still, you know, We've so it, prices. So, yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's still a low margin. So it's, yeah. it's all, it's all for love. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But vinyl, like I'm all about the vinyl. I'm building my vinyl collection. And anytime I go to a show, if they have vinyl, take my money. I can dig it. Yeah. yeah. So it's awesome it's It's, nice that that's like its own collector's market these days it seems like um mm -hmm. i mean covid really did really well for anyone that collects anything Mm -hmm. at all um Mm -hmm. because all those markets were definitely booming and i think having just that physical copy of something's kind of nice to be able to hold something like i would prefer to go to a store and buy something then wait a day for amazon to bring it to me if not hours yeah <laughs> just because well, that's you know me and i'm by no means an oddball well i am but um, <laughs> no nah, so i think that there's definitely uh people that like to have things and records were cool and people are investing all this money into their audio systems just because mm-hmm. you want to have something that's i don't know good sounding and no, it, it definitely was a cool thing, and now I think that it's just caught on so widely mm-hmm. that um, that's. I think I read something that that's like the the way people consume physical media is by vinyl these days. Yeah, as opposed to CDs. I tape tried to make a resurgence, but I think for good reasons it didn't <laughs> catch on. Well, you know, it's so funny you brought that up because it's still like making a resurgence in like the punk DIY scene. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in my head, when I first started hearing about this, it's like, I mean, I get it. You make one tape and then it's just easy to reproduce. Like you, you, because I got a multi cassette recorder right here. You put one tape in, you just multiply it and you're good. But they're not even cheap to produce. It's like $7 for a cassette tape just Mm -hmm. to buy a blank one. Yeah. And it was made back in the 90s. So you're using a 20-year-old medium that's probably degraded to all hell. So yeah, Absolutely. You know, because they don't make cassettes anymore. Or at least they weren't a year ago when I first started learning about it. But mm-hmm. Well, to talk to Memorax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those things like you brought up uh, that there's, there's just no reason for tape to come back because there's no... Like, you don't hear people talk about, man, I miss listening to cassette tapes. No, nobody misses listening to cassette tapes. <laughs> Slowly distorts over the life of the tape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just kind of like where vinyl, everybody has stories about listening to vinyl, going to the store on Saturday, 
picking out a random vinyl because they like the cover or the you know like however they went through the process of uh buying vinyl or music at that point in their lives and then just putting it on there listening to it and having to listen to the whole album to get to that one song unless they were really good at just dropping the needle right where it needed to be (laughs) but I don't know about too many people that were that are that good at that. So, but uh, yeah, so vinyl definitely, I'm all about it. They it, just it's need coming back. They just need to bring their price points down. Like it, they need to figure out a way to make it cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I'm you, probably if there was more plants opened up that were producing and outputting vinyl, just in general, not even yeah. on a DIY level, that's that's when stuff will go down. And also, yeah. if they uh, if they stop using the 180 gram uh, vinyls, there's yeah. uh, they didn't <laughs> they didn't use them for 70 years, and then all of a sudden we decided that we needed them. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, just take care of your stuff and don't throw your records around. Keep the yeah. keep the 130s around. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, so kind of outside of music to kind of step away from talking about music and all that stuff. Uh, what do you guys do outside of music when you just need to get away from life and all that stuff? What do you do, Doug? I like, uh, <laughs> honestly, I just like to hang out with people and and cook and enjoy some beverages. That's that's what I feel like the the basis of life is, anyways. You know, you don't exist without the food, yeah. and we don't exist if there aren't other people there. Um, in its most basic form, yeah, I don't. Uh, Watching TV and everything doesn't really do anything for me. Um, I'd kind of rather just get in a car and go drive somewhere and get out and just see where the path takes me and yeah. trudge new ground if at all possible. You know, get the get the old explorer hat on. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, for sure. Yeah, ran- randomness is what what drives me. So if we can uh, we can find some random cool spot that has uh, killer food and some cool people, then I'm in. What's the most random place you found yourself in? Um, Just on a whim, like one day you're like, I need to get the hell uh, out of here. There was one time uh, back uh, when I was in Virginia, it was probably like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And then I ended up just getting in the car and driving. And um, I was almost to that far southwestern tip of Virginia where Mm -hmm. it's just a mishmash of states. Yeah, and then I crossed through a different state, and then all of a sudden I'm back in Virginia. The sun's coming up, and there was just this little shack on the road that said like farm fresh eggs and local <laughs> uh, local meats. Yeah. Like, let's stop in, and um, it was one of the most satisfying breakfasts that I've ever had. But I don't know if it was just that uh, like the lack of sleep, uh, the area, maybe it was altitude sickness, and I wasn't thinking clearly, but all, all in all, it was hands down the best bacon, eggs, and toast that I've still had in my life. It was just uh, right place, right time. Nice, nice. Well, I suppose it's my turn. I yeah. um, I don't know. I cook a lot, so like I'll gladly spend like four hours cooking something. Just I don't know. I enjoy that process. Um, play a lot of disc golf. I don't know. I don't. Uh, not too often in the winter time because it's friggin' cold and there's a lot of snow but um i don't know yeah it's honestly i don't have that much downtime between all the stuff we're trying to do and just uh everyday 
things, but no, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, are, you, are you both uh, full-time musicians or do you have the uh, day job to support your music habit? We're, we're still addicts that need support. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Makes a hundred percent sense. So, uh, yeah, for sure. So albums out, the revival's out now. It's been out since July. Hopefully in the next year or so, you'll have another EP and then you got 100%. the show. Uh, I like to say year just because I feel like that's enough time, but maybe it's not. I like some bands move fast, some bands move slow. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and then, of course, you got the tour coming up, and uh, dates are always just kind of being added. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. As of right now, there's at least with what's on the calendar, there's another two or three that we're just waiting for final confirmation on. Mm -hmm. um, and then there might be some changes that end up happening. To, we'll see what uh, happens with South by Southwest. Yeah, I was actually just putting that two and two together as I was looking through the thing. It's like, oh, that's kind of when South by Southwest might yep. be. So, yep. so there might be uh, there might be some shuffles that happen, but uh, anything that's guaranteed so far will still be guaranteed, even if it's just at a later date. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome, awesome. But alternative. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so. Uh, if anybody wants to check out your music or uh, any of the upcoming shows, where's the best place for them to do that? Uh, VirginiaSuite.net um, is going to have all your information there, um, and that will link you to everything else. Um, everything social media-wise, um, Facebook, uh, Instagram is Virginia Sweet Music, um, and then on TikTok and Twitter, it's VA Sweet Music. Um, if there's anybody out there that's listening and you want to ask us questions or whatever, feel free to, you can shoot us an email through the website, or if you just want to hit us up on Messenger through Insta or Facebook, we respond. Um, it, it won't be a bot. It might say, hey, give us a second to respond, but we yeah. will respond and we'll have a real conversation. We're not yeah. bad news yet. <laughs> yeah. I just realized that um, my Facebook, our Facebook page, the Live and Amplify page has an auto response. And I'm like, yeah. no, dang it why does this have a auto response and like it's not like when you message us it's like when you log on to the page oh really it sends it and i'm like this is stupid i need to figure out how to change this so there's so many little tiny things in all those menus it's kind of absurdly compartmentalized yeah <laughs> and i i've been trying to stay off facebook and just kind of do the instagram thing yeah but you know we're, we're so i don't want to say so big on facebook but like that's where the majority of our following is and it's just like you know, come over to like our discord channel or instagram or something yeah. but you know yeah it's uh with all the different platforms there's everyone ends up having its, its advantage and yeah. that's where it's difficult to just be like well i'm just not going to use that because yeah facebook you can have events you can yeah. have a calendar of what uh -huh. you're doing yeah. instagram none of it yeah uh, so then everybody now uses like Linktree, and then you can get to get it to tie all your outside third party yep. instagram mm -hmm. stuff together um so yeah it's a it's a battle royale for the best <laughs> yeah what uh what social media platform do you find just your favorite to use or do you find your most find yourself using the most um just out of simplicity honestly probably instagram mm -hmm. um i think uh kind of demographic wise instagram is 
starting to take the transition from Facebook, but <laughs> there's still such a large age group that won't venture from Facebook. Yeah. Because that is the original, that it's like, why do something else? Well, I think MySpace was the original, but that doesn't exist anymore. Well, <laughs> well actually, technically it does. MySpace is still out there. Is it's it really? It's yeah, it's... Since the, in, if you bought it? What's that? Since Justin bought it? I guess. I don't know. Like, up until about a year and a half ago, we still had a MySpace page, so... Oh, funny. That's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. And then you go... You, I, went, like, th I went through my personal page, and I'm like... Boy, I was a depressing human being back then. <laughs> what is all this? And then I just quickly deleted it because it's like, yeah, people might get the wrong impression about me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when yeah, you're in your the uh, the MySpace with the AOL, um, you know, email address, yeah, we'll, we'll go full retro. Yeah, for sure. I'm all, I'm all about it. I love. I was trying to figure out if they still had AIM, or. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Um, but they don't, so they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, okay, cool. But They're anyways, just owned by Messenger now. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> once again, I really appreciate you guys sitting down and chatting with me for a little bit. It's been an yeah. absolute blast when you guys get down to Texas. Uh, hopefully, by the time uh, you figure out if you're going to be at South by Southwest, because I know Austin's close, it's like an hour and a half, but. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll look at a few of the other spots and uh, hopefully I can make it down to a show. Yeah, that'd be great. Be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you all tomorrow. Awesome. Sounds good. Tom. Look awesome. forward to hearing from you. Cool. We're clear. <laughs>